Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Jumping into episode 11 of the Grey Wolf Footy Podcast, it is Ned joined by John and the madman Matt Grace down the line because we are in COVID restrictions. Boys, what is happening in no particular order, but let's kick things off with yeah. Johnny. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit strange, man. We're, uh, we're doing what we can, as we said on the last show, to, to keep the show running and keep everyone up to date on the footy side of things because it's a very interesting landscape for the AFL right now. We're in the in the middle of this sort of festival of football, so doing the best that we can, which does mean jumping on the phone to, to keep everyone up to date and, and to keep in touch with each other because it's some strange times at the moment. Yeah, it certainly yeah. is. How are you holding up, Madman? Plenty of the old gaming going on there, man. What's keeping you busy? Yeah, just, just work, man, and uh, yeah, the old games and doing a bit of work on the weekends now. They've offered a bit of overtime with, uh, with work, so that'll keep me busy. Can't do much else, so might as well get paid to work from home. So, But I tell you what, Ned, it's good to hear you back on the podcast. Yeah, it's a, it's a pity it had to happen this way, though, man, because we don't get to I see know. each other face-to-face. <laughs> I was looking forward to catching up, Mad Man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All righty. Well, do you want to jump into this week's proceedings, boys? Yeah, let's do it, man. It's going to be a uh, big round of footy, and, of course, this one goes from Saturday, August the 8th, through to Wednesday, August 12th, man. So we're right in the middle of this festival of football. All right, we've got Port Adelaide and Richmond taking things on at Adelaide Oval this afternoon from 4.35. Who have we got? What are you thinking there, fellas? Great way to start off the uh, off round 11, Nettie. I reckon you got top of the table, Port, and uh, probably the, the informed team of the competition in the Tigers. So the sports better got them here at $1.90 each, but I'm probably going to back the Tigers in this one, I reckon. 50, I reckon they're just flying at the moment, and they're getting some of the uh, the top cattle back into the side, so um, they're, they're starting to come good towards the end of the season, sort of like they did last year. So I reckon I'll uh, I'll back the Tigers in this one. Yeah, I think it'll be a pretty good game actually. And Richmond are hitting some form at the right time of the year. Obviously, getting some of those players back is the key thing for right now. But this is going to be a really good challenge, I think, for both teams. You've got Richmond who have stuck into fourth on the ladder, believe it or not. And obviously, Port Adelaide is one of the form teams of the competition. So I think it could really set up a, a big end to the season for either of these sides. Uh, and I might go Port Adelaide just to be a bit different. at Adelaide over with the home crowd. But, Nanny, this is going to be a big one to kick off what's going to be a huge round of footy. Yeah, most definitely. And Richmond are looking very good. They absolutely razzed up my lines the other day. Not too much fun there for me and you boys as buddy there, the flab man. But hey, Brisbane can bounce back against the Western Bulldogs tonight at the Gabba. Madman Matt Grace, let's kick things off with you, the Lions and the Bulldogs. Yeah, man, I think um, the Lions obviously got a bit of a bit of a wake up call last week, but um, I'll say. I don't I don't see them losing losing two games in a row. To be honest, I think the doggies are a bit of a up and down side. They've been all year, so um, I think I'm gonna gonna back your boys in Nettie to uh, to bounce back and and stick in that top four. So yeah, you yeah, I think I might agree with with Gracie on that one, Nettie. The the Lions won't lose two in a row. To be sure of that. And the Bulldogs' biggest problem in the last two or three weeks is just not been able to kick a score. Like I think they scored 40-odd points the last couple of weeks and 50 just before that. So I think that's going to be their undoing. And Brisbane will just sort of flex their muscles back home at the Gabba. So I think the Lions, I'm not just saying this because they're your boys, but I reckon the Lions will get back on the winner's books against the Doggies. Yeah, I like that. A madman, Matt Grace, has no trouble at all on the scoring side of things there. 
<laughs> yes, thank you. I got one laugh. I got one laugh. You're the man, Fitzy. Let's take things right. on to <laughs> Sunday where the West Coast Eagles battle it out with the Blue Baggers baby at Optus Stadium. Eagles red hot favourites to get it done over the Baggers. What do you think there, Johnny? Kick things off, man. Yeah, I think, um, again, we talk about form teams of the competition and the Eagles are right up there with the Tigers in terms of guys that are that are really hitting their straps at the moment. And it's sort of a almost a far-fetched thought now that Carlton were one of the form teams going back maybe a month or so ago. But I think this will just be a walk in the park for West Coast. I don't think they'll have a, a massive win. They might even rest a few players. But I think the lowly Blues might uh, yeah, struggle against the, 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 the Eagles, who are, I think they've won their last five or six games in a row at the moment. But what do you think, Gracie? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll agree with Pitsy for sure. I think they're both coming off a five, but I think West Coast have, uh, have just hit their straps now with their five, five or six in a row, as you said, Pitsy. And I think, you know, Nick Nat's got a, got a big part to play in it. Uh, he gives first use to that, that brilliant on-ball brigade of, you know, Kelly, Shuey, Yo, all those sort of guys, Dom Sheet. So, and then you got Kennedy up forward, just roving, roving ruck taps in the forward 50 like he did the other week, Pitsy. And, they're pretty unstoppable. They, they should get McGovern back too, which is a massive in for, for West Coast. So, Yeah, it should be an interesting game. And uh, the one I don't even know if we want to talk about this next one coming up, Ned, but North <laughs> Melbourne taking on Melbourne. And uh, i tell you what, I was all about the Roos last week. We were the form team in the competition for the best part of 24 hours, but got uh, fairly razzed up by... Gracie's boys, of course, Ben Brown going down to start of the game didn't really help out. But so, what do you reckon, Ned? Do you think the the, the Roos can bounce back against Melbourne, who I think got away with a win against Adelaide the other night? Oh yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm going to leave this up to our expert, Madman Matt Grace, right here. But the D's, they haven't been too bad apart from that one, right? Yeah, yeah. I um, I think even though they beat Adelaide quite convincingly, Gracie, I didn't watch any of the game. But geez, I'll tell you what, they they didn't look convincing to me. No, no, I think the big issue at the moment is, is Maxi Gorn's a bit carrying a bit of an injury. So if he's not fully fit, it makes it a bit difficult for him. But, you know, they've got Oliver who stepped up pretty well. But I'm actually going to tip north in this one, Fitzy. They, watching the watching him against Geelong, they actually kept up with Geelong for the majority of the game. And Geelong got out to, you know, a 30-point lead and north come back. So, you know, without Ben Brown um, up forward, it was, it was a good sign. So I reckon uh, north, if Goldstein can beat... Gorn in the rock. I think North North have got a chance. So. Yeah, and, and of course uh, Goldie and, and Gorn have had some good battles over the years. Considering we lost Brown early and Larky wasn't playing, and a key forward basically became Lockie Hosey with Majak tipping in as the backup ruckman. Uh, I think yeah, I'll, I'll back the boys in and have a good win, and hopefully you know we can we're an outside chance for finals, but at least get a bit of confidence uh, going into the next few rounds. Yeah, hopefully the Roos can get it done there for you, Johnny. And they looked very good in that game against Adelaide. They razzed them up well and truly, man. Yeah, they sure did. So a bit of that confidence. And the way we played in that game is the way that we should be playing. Moving the ball nice and quick and getting it out of defense and just getting teams unawares. And uh, it really comes down to the forward line for North Melbourne. And if we can get some structure down there, I think we should have a, have a good few games to finish the year off as well as getting some youngsters. They're getting some experience into those young legs. Yeah, nice, man. Nice. On to the next one, Monday night. No sports bet odds here, quite oddly here, if you're looking at that madman. The Saints and your boys, the Cats, at my home ground of the Gabba. I'd like to call it my home ground, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's odd that there's no sports bet uh, things there. It's, it's the same for the Wednesday night game, too. There's nothing there, but um, this will be another belter, I think, um, Fitzy. I think the Saints are, are travelling along pretty well, sitting comfortably in second there at the moment, and 
obviously Geelong just outside the top four and like I said, you know, we, we did just enough to, to I guess, ease a, or not ease a win, but you know, we had to work hard for the win against North and I think there'll be, um, you know, a fair few changes again. I mean, it's going to be the same with every team. There's going to be a good four to six changes for most teams mm. with this condensed fixture. So oh, I'm a bit nervous about this one, but I think we've got the experience to get it done. Like watching the, the game the other night when North sort of started to come back in that fourth quarter. Scott just said to Paddy Dangerfield, just get in the middle, mate. And I think he got the next three clearances and that pretty much uh, sealed the game. So it's a luxury that you can play him up forward and then just chuck him in the middle when you need him. So I think we'll have the experience to win. You know, it's so back now get another game under his belt and we've got Stuart and Duncan back fully fit so and Stanley's a, a big help so but yeah I hope we get the win I'm, I'm nervous but I reckon uh, it'll be a close game yeah the thing with St Kilda is and I've mentioned it just about on every podcast I still feel like they're just a purple patch team and I'm really just expecting them to sort of fall off the ladder at some point because they really only just scraped through with a win against the Suns who actually played fairly well so I might back the, the Cats in for this one I think the Saints will definitely finish top eight, but I reckon they uh, they haven't really been challenged just yet. So I think there's a chance for Geelong to, to gain a bit of momentum and you know, push up for a, for a top four spot. But this game and that Port Adelaide-Richmond game, I think, can really start to shape the top eight. So going to be a few good games this round. Yeah, how about the Hawks and Herbs' boys, the Fremantle Dockers? That's the second game of the Monday night double header taking place at Optus Stadium in WA there. Who do you think will get this one, Madman? Yeah, we, um, I tipped uh, the Dockers the other way when they beat Collingwood, Nettie, and I think with Fife back, they were a totally different side. They've got, obviously, some other injuries that have popped up with some other younger younger players and um, and that, but I honestly think Freo could win this one. Like, Hawthorne are in a bit of a bit of a down patch at the moment. You know, there's a few questions being asked from the coach and, and all that, but I think when, when Fife's in there and he's fit, he's had an extra week, they'll get Stephen Hill back and hopefully Sam Sturt with a bit more firepower up forward. So, um, I don't know about you, Fitzy, but I'm going to back the Dockers in on this one, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon I might stick with you there. And uh, both teams that haven't had a, a lot to show for this season, but you're definitely right when you say the Fremantle's a completely different team when Fife's fit and, and Fife's playing. And, you know, I just I think there's something not quite right with the Hawks this season. Obviously, they got the win against Carlton there the other week, and they just really haven't looked like a, like a team that's gelling, uh, whether it's all these guys they've brought in over the years that have filled a role and just aren't quite getting it done this year. But uh, I think there's a lot to like about a young Fremantle side. And we often speak about their young kids that are playing well, like Brayshaw and Chara and young Caleb Sarong as well. He's having an unreal season. So I think the Fremantle Dockers might get this one, particularly in front of the home crowd over there. But uh, yeah, it's not looking so good for the Hawks this season. Yeah, and on to the next game. Tuesday, we have Collingwood in Adelaide. Bat- it out at the Adelaide Oval, you're thinking the Adelaide Oval is not going to be that much of an advantage against the uh, Pies there? Jeez, it's, um, yeah, this is an interesting sort of situation for the Crows. It's, it's a case of, like, when are they going to win a game? I just can't see it happening, and Collingwood's up and about as they normally are. Phew. You said that nasty injury to young Quain or uh, last night the game got his shin sliced open was a was Ouch. a beautiful picture. Did you end up seeing that one? No, I did. I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not, yeah. Uh, not a good look. <laughs> no, it wasn't a good look. But uh, yeah, a lot of pressure on Nick's at the moment with those crows. And probably not much to say about this one. But I think Collingwood will get it done quite comfortably, even at Adelaide Oval. What do you think, Gracie? I think I'll go Collingwood, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Like Collingwood um, against Sydney were very um, ordinary. Uh, I thought from watching it, Collingwood. Uh, I think you know we're, we're in a group of golf chat 50 that some of the Collingwood supporters think yeah they've got a bit too much off-field stuff going on and there's just a bit of destruction there like they are missing you know mm. some good players and that but um, usually they, they cover injuries pretty well so 
Yeah, their last sort of month of footy has been a bit uh, under what they probably would have wanted, but um, I think they'll, they've got enough there to, to beat the Crows. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was, you know, only a two or three goal win sort of thing for me. So. That's a close one. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and on the Crows there, Gracie, like we've seen a lot of rookies come in and out on a super coach front. Have you got any on your eye on any this week with a couple of debutants last round? No, I brought in Shoal because I uh, I missed the boat on uh, one of Ned's boys in Skinner from Brisbane, and um, <laughs> I forgot it. We got the game and started, but yeah, I got Shoal and he got off to a cracking start. And then he I don't think he did much in the second half. So, but yeah, I've, I've just got to look at some downgrade options now to, to generate a bit bit of cash and hopefully bring in a couple of nice premium mids in in round twelve. So. But um, what about yourself? You got any eyes on? Oh, it's tricky. I mean, like they're getting games into these youngsters, but I was a bit disappointed that McPherson was managed after what game three or four. But I'll tell you what, Harry yeah. Schoenberg is an absolute gun. If you're looking for a midfield downgrade, 117k. Uh, yeah. He's one guy I'm going to take a very close look at this week and try and sneak him in because you know they're going to be playing the kids. And, and yeah. I guess one thing to keep in mind is even if players get managed or drop, keep in mind yeah. that they're probably going to come back in for a following match where they got. Sometimes we've got four games in, in two weeks or thereabouts. So yeah. it's going to be a lot of moving in Supercoach, which definitely makes it yeah. hard. So I think you need to trade aggressive. And like I said, don't be too worried if a player gets managed because I'll probably be back in the week yeah. after. But uh, yeah, yeah other, other than the, the kids, Nettie, there's not really much to like about the Crows, unfortunately. Oh, well, there you go. And how about the Gold Coast Suns and the Bombers? They finish up round 11 at Metricon Stadium. How do you think this yeah, one will turn uh, out? Interestingly, when I said Essendon would upset Brisbane, they've sort of started to have a turn for the worst since then. But um, I reckon the Suns will get up and about. I think they were very unlucky to, to not get up last week against St. Kilda. They lost by four points or thereabouts. So I'm going to back the Suns. And I, I really, really, really want to see them sneak into the top eight and play a finals game. So I'm going to I'm gonna stick with them, Gracie. But how about you? Yeah, I'm loving the Suns. Um, you know, Isaac Rankin, geez, I'll tell you what, if they don't lock him down to, another, to a long-term contract soon, he's... Uh, <laughs> He's going to attract some money because he's he's got some X factor about him. So sort of just does things that you just just yeah you your jaw drops to the floor and you're like wow how did he do that? But no, I'm the same. I hope they make finals, Nettie, and and uh, at least play in a final. You know, it'd be awesome if they won one. But even just for them to play in a final, like those kids, they'll get so much out of it, and and hopefully you know keep them together. And to the end of the day, like the Gold Coast have gone through. You know, an astonishing turnover of players since they first started that, you know, they're, they're really starting from scratch again and Stewie Drew's done a pretty good job up there. So I'm backing them in and, um, yeah, I think Essendon, Essendon uh, could be in a bit of trouble for mine, Fitzy, I think. Um, I honestly, the way they're going, I, they're being the teams that they should be and we spoke about this last week, but, yeah, I, I just haven't seen, apart from the Collingwood game, I haven't seen them challenge another team anywhere near where, where, where they probably yeah. should be. It sort of sums Essendon up pretty well in a lot of ways. And as a very frustrated Mitchell Hibbert owner who got dropped after nine tackles in a game, I think that sort of sums up what their problem is. They keep bringing in, like, they've got young Carhill or Cahill there and Guelphie's come in for last week's game. And a lot of guys are soft around the pack. They just miss that in and under, I definitely feel. And you've got Merritt and, and, and Sheil have had a few good games, but they're not playing very consistently. But, you know, it's just, just strange that they, they sort of... Uh, persist with a lot of outside players rather than getting the guys that can get there and tackle, uh, which I think is what they're missing. Like, imagine if they had a 
a Zach Jones in there. He was just, you know, getting his head whacked from left, right, and centre, but he's feeding yeah. the ball out to all these runners like he's done at St Kilda. So I feel yeah. like that's what they're missing. But uh, yeah, it's a, it'll be an interesting game to finish off around. Hopefully the Suns can get up. And of course, we've got the Sydney Swans and the Giants with the bye. So we've got one less game this round. But uh, just to change things up, Grace, very quickly, what are you thinking from a super coach point of view? You probably haven't looked too much into it, but is it sort of downgrade and upgrade season still or holding strong through the bye? Oh, it's a tough one because I'm I haven't got any cash in the bank, so I'm I'm looking at you know there's a couple there um, you know like a Harley Benell sort of didn't score too well and um, close from Geelong's another one that's probably going to be you know I don't know if they're going to rest him so um, but like I've got um, Arts from Richmond who scored quite well Georgie Artist played another good game you know and obviously Pickett he's going to rise up nicely for us as well so and then like next week I get Will Day back. He's still got a, probably a bit of money to make. So there's there's some rookies there that, you know, it'd be nice to get rid of them, but they're probably at that point where mm. they're not quite ready to... Uh, or I could still get an extra, squeeze an extra 30K out of them, which could be the difference from getting a, you know, a Tom Mitchell or someone like that, you know, who scores those extra 15 to 20 points than um, an, another player. So it's a, it's a tough decision. So what about yourself? Yeah, yeah, it's a, probably a bit of a similar boat. We've spoken about that during the season, about, you know, making the most out of as many rookies as you can. So it's... It's really hard, and I just don't feel like at this time of the year we can be trading because we've only made 20 or 30K. I think we need to hold strong and just hope they can come back. Like Rivers is a perfect example, sitting there at 160K and just not really getting a game. But you just can't afford to be trading him and only making 30 or 40K, in my opinion, anyway. But uh, got a couple of good downgrade options. I'd definitely be getting uh, the young fella from Adelaide in. I've completely forgotten his name. But uh, another one is uh, Boyd Woodford Adelaide, who has yeah. been confirmed to play his second game. So 102K. I think you'd be silly not to grab him as a forward line downgrade. And uh, yeah, Harry Schoenberg, the, the young fellow from Adelaide who showed yeah. a bit the other night. So yeah. I think you've got to keep trading as aggressive as you can to try and complete some sort of team, which is very difficult this season. Yeah. But uh, the festival yeah. of football continues, Nettie, and it's uh, good to have it on every night. At least I'm to come back back home and, and watch every every day. Yeah, got to love that right there. And I don't know about you boys as well, but NBA back in full swing. Sorry to uh, change things up there, but you know, there's all this NBA <laughs> All this yeah. AFL, you got to be loving it. Oh, well, it's, it's just, like, it's just good, isn't it? Like, it's just good to have some sport back, and even if we can't have any local sport, it's just good that there's things happening. And um, and hopefully, there's been a lot of action in the NBL as well. Eddie, we're going to have to talk about that, and of course, plenty of moves in the NFL going back a month or so, Gracie. So it's good to yeah. have sport happening and. It's just good to have some positive news in, a, in an otherwise very difficult sort of world at the moment. Yeah, and on the yeah. topic of local sport right there, boys, we have our interview with Sean Bruce up online now. Right now, you can check it out at the Facebook page. You did a ripping job right there, Johnny, to sort of fix that all up. And if you want to check out our big <laughs> screw-up on the YouTube side of things, you can do that as well. But yeah, Sean Bruce of the Sydney Kings, that interview is up on our Facebook page right now. Grey Wolf Entertainment and Nimsy caught up with WWE Women's champion Ashka, which is an interesting one. I don't know if you boys have heard it or not, but she doesn't speak much English at all and has an interpreter throughout. So it's interesting. Nims is like talking yeah. to two people at once. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's a way to knock off uh, two interviews at one time, I suppose. But uh, yeah, very interesting uh, episode. That one, a very interesting interview, but it was pretty cool for her to jump on. And, and of course, as Ned's saying, keep an eye on the Facebook page and the website. We'll keep everything as up to date as we can as we move through some lockdown restrictions. But, uh, no, nah, it's good to catch up with you boys, even if, even if it is just over the phone. Hell yeah, my man. We, we've got Unsolved coming up too, Johnny. Episode 3, be on the lookout for that one very soon as well. Plenty happening here at the network. And Madman Matt Grace, do you remain single throughout COVID? 
I do, mate. I do. Wow. I'm the, uh, the old swiping right is uh, is getting a bit of use, so I'll, uh, I'll keep trying, <laughs> keep trying. <laughs> Uh, well, that's probably a good way to sum it up, I reckon. <laughs> yes. Well, indeed, we'll be back with the next one, I guess, boys. Will do. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. GreyWolfEntertainment.net.